0: Welcome to the Retirement Risk Show, the best retirement interviews and advice with Dave Hall. Learn strategies to help you reduce and even eliminate the risks facing your retirement.
1: Hello, everyone. Welcome to the show. My name is Dave Hall. I am your host. Another crazy week this week. We've got stock markets up and down. The world seems to be going in crazy places. Weather, winter, all those things that we we love to have. Football, football, all kinds of things going on, uh, but glad to be back with you today. Got a couple of my good friends uh, that I've worked with for now a couple of years that help in the social security space. One of the areas that I see far too many advisors that don't understand what they're doing. We see far too many CPAs that haven't gotten a good understanding of the concept of social security and how it works with uh, not only themselves, but oftentimes with their clients. So I brought in With me today, Mark Kiner and Jim Blair. They both work for Premier Social Security Consulting, and then they're joint partners as well with National Social Security Advisor Certificate Program. Guys, welcome to the show.
0: Thank you, Dave. Very happy to be here.
2: Good to be here, yes.
1: Mark, how about if we start with you? I know you both have great stories, a lot of uh, information we need to cover today, as well as things that you do as a company. But how about if we start with you, Mark, and a little bit of background of what got you involved
0: with Social Security? That's an excellent question, Dave. As you know, your audience may not know yet, but I am a former CPA. Got my CPA license back in 1980. So I was doing taxes for about 30 years. And towards the end, Dave, I was getting more and more questions about Social Security. I did not know who to go to for answers. So I thought I would offer Social Security Consulting Services in my accounting practice. So back in 2008, I bought three books, read them cover to cover. I ended up with more questions than answers. Social security is difficult to learn from a book. There are lots of different facets, types, amounts of social security. It's a lot easier to learn social security from a natural class. So I knew I could not offer social security consulting services in my accounting practice. So one day, I was in a local restaurant called The Rusty Bucket. It may be regional, but I know it's at least here in Cincinnati, Ohio, home of the Cincinnati Bengals, Super Bowl bound. Anyway, so an attorney walked in, somebody I'd known for about 10 to 15 years. I asked him if he knew anybody who could educate me about Social Security. He told me he has his uncle that works for the Social Security Administration, and his uncle is going to retire just a few months later. Well, Dave, you know by now, his uncle ended up being my partner, Jim Blair. Jim and I talked in... September of 2009, gave Jim the grand vision of where I thought this company would go, and he flatly turned me down. But eventually, I wore him down, and we went into business together in 2010 when we created Premier Social Security Consulting.
1: Pretty amazing to see how life brings us together like that, Jim. What about for you? I mean, how did you get involved with Social Security to begin with?
2: Well, getting involved with Social Security in the beginning was just kind of by luck. I was just out of the Air Force looking for work. I had this fine job, a career of delivering sandwiches to bars and delicatessens. Wasn't seeing that as much of a career path. For once, I listened to my mom. She said, get a government job. So I started looking around and there was a job open. uh, So I applied for it and luck was on my side because With the Social Security Administration, I'm not sure it's all government jobs, but at least Social Security, they give you preference if you're a veteran. So I applied, interviewed, got the job, and at that point, didn't know that it was going to be a 35-year career. Just thought I had a nice job because I was always looking for something. Uh, But it turned out to be a real nice career. Some days weren't always as good as other days, but I would say for the vast majority of that time, I really enjoyed my work. I like working with people, talking to folks, helping people, so it worked out pretty well.
1: And has it changed a lot over that 35 years from when you started, now obviously been out of it now, doing it individually, consulting and helping people for a decade now? Has it changed a lot during that period of time, the Social Security Administration?
2: I came at the tail end of a big change where it wasn't too far when Medicare first came into being. It was, it was a few years, but it was still pretty new to Social Security. We had just taken over a program called SSI, Supplemental Security Income. But in the mid-80s, we had some pretty big changes. Uh, We had the same talk going on then that we have now. Social Security's broke. It's going to be gone. You should take your money now. Better get it while you can. Well, the Congress and the President at that time were able to get together and make the changes they needed to make. They thought they made the program solvent for about 75 years, I guess it wasn't too, too bad that we're now looking at another uh, adjustment that's probably going to need to be made at least by the end of 2035. So that
1: big change was huge. Other than that, it's just minor changes from, from time to time. Is the program still experiencing some of the challenges like the IRS and other government uh, agencies are experiencing where they don't have enough staff to really man the the responsibility, to man the questions, to deal with all the things that they should? Well, a couple of things. One, uh, their offices are closed to the public. You can't walk in a social
2: security office. So everything's done by phone. In that respect, they don't have the staff they need to take care of all the phone calls. I don't know if you've called... any time in the recent past, but I've called a couple times where they just say, well, sorry, there's nobody to talk to you, and they hang up on you. Not a pleasant experience. We are looking at maybe sometime in April, they'll probably open to the public. They're going to start going back into the office around the end of March, and probably sometime in April, they'll open to the public. Uh, Again, they're way behind. They just had a review done, and the inspector general that reviewed it They found documents people mailed in over a year ago, and people are still waiting for those documents back. And in some cases, they're they're waiting for money for several, several months. And and so it's a real issue. I'm not sure how it'll get uh, worked out. I do see occasionally that there are ads for folks, so they are hiring some, but it just doesn't seem like a lot.
1: Mark, you've got a big day yourself coming up here uh, and may actually happen before this gets released to the public. What's that big day in your life?
0: Well, I plan on actually applying for Social Security benefits tomorrow. My benefits will begin in June of 2022. That's my full retirement age. So I'm going to file online, and I'm going to show everybody that we've educated the application process. I have good uses for my Social Security benefits, Dave. I have estimated taxes to pay, I've got loans to pay, and I have expenses, and I want to invest money too. So my benefits monthly would would definitely be put to good use.
1: That's exciting to hear, and it's unique to have someone like you that's able to broadcast this and be able to explain it in a way that it's going to help people, which brings us back to the education platform. Maybe let's talk first about the National Social Security Advisor Certificate Program and what you guys are doing there to educate CPAs or advisors that are out there that want to better understand
0: Social Security. Our mission is pure and simple. And that's to educate advisors across the country, increasing their value to clients. There are 76 million baby boomers around the country. And they all have the same thing in common. They will be collecting Social Security benefits sometime down the road. So advisors need to be educated about Social Security to help their clients and attract new clients along the way. So in our class, we emphasize situational Social Security. Which means that every client is in a unique situation. Clients may be single, married, divorced, surviving spouses. They, they may be public employees. They may be able to file a restricted application. There might be an opportunity to get six months worth of retroactive benefits. And clients that are turning 62 this year, 2022, that means they were born in 1960 and therefore would terminate as age 67. We also teach advisors how to ask the probing social security questions to get more benefits out of the system for their clients. We teach our class three ways, live in-person classes, live webinars, taped-on-demand videos. And the tuition for all three formats includes our gold standard of support. So advisors can call us with questions or email us with questions. They can attend our monthly update webinars they could attend our bi-weekly uh, social security open forums. So we are very much involved in the education uh, process. Our class is eight hours long, and believe me, Dave, we can keep advisors in a class for easily a week if we wanted to, but that's us going overboard. We know what advisors need to know about social security to better help their clients, and we can teach that in, in a day's time.
1: It's always a little overwhelming for me because I teach social security in about two hours which obviously there's no way you can cover everything you need to in two hours, but it's the time we have with the part of social security that we cover and having taken your class, I know that even like you mentioned with eight hours, uh, oftentimes it doesn't seem like it's quite enough, but one of the things I liked about your class is the way it was laid out. Jim, maybe you can talk a little bit about that, how that education process works during the eight hours between you and Mark. We share the fun talking
2: to people and we talk about different things and we have a lot of subjects that we do talk about the situational Social Security is probably the most important part of it. You know, we'll go over a lot of the types of situations and questions that people are going to get from their interactions with their clients, a, a CPA or a financial advisor or even insurance agent. When they're talking to people, either that questions they are going to receive or maybe questions they should be receiving. So we, we do try to make sure that folks understand being proactive is real important. And we'll talk about such benefits as retirement. Talk a little bit about disability, not a whole lot. That's not our main focus. Uh, We talk about Medicare. You can file for retirement. Your spouse may file on your record. You may have children that are eligible on your work record. Or you may have a deceased spouse in your past. So those benefits might be smart to take now and save your own benefits for later or vice versa. If you try to work before your full retirement age, You need to be aware of what's called the uh, annual earnings test. And this applies to anyone taking Social Security benefits under their full retirement age who also won't have some type of earned income. They're working for wages or self-employed. We'll talk about the requirements for for Medicare. Mark talks some about the taxation. Uh, He calls it his favorite topic. I think he's Lying a little bit. Uh, <laughs> if you if you mention taxes, he goes and hides in the corner usually. So, um, yeah, we, we try to cover everything enough that even if you don't remember it all, you're going to remember I did hear something about that, and I know exactly who to go to to ask my questions of. So you'll be able to talk to your clients and and have some uh, credibility with them and it's going to make definitely somebody happy if you can point out the fact that you know i know you're going to wait to take your benefit at age 70 but did you know in the meantime you could draw off of a deceased spouse or if they're old enough uh, we have what's called a restricted application and we we talk a lot about that it's going away but it is still available to folks who were born by the correct date and that's January 1st of 1954. If you were born uh, earlier than that date or on that date, uh, you have some options too. So we like to go over and show folks the different options filing options, because it's not just, hey, I'm 62, I should apply for benefits.
1: I can't tell you how many times I've gone back to the slide deck. That's something that I've had to do. I mean, we obviously have conversations at times, but how many times I've even gone back to the slide deck, because what you're saying, the complexity of it, it's like, wait, I know they brought this information up, but let me see if I can get some more detail, go back to the recording. I got a recording of that. Mark, this is a certificate program, so not only is it education, but it's also uh, some type of licensing. Can you talk about what's involved there, That the test? and what that means to those who go through the program
0: yes Dave after a day of training advisors can take our assessment anytime they want whenever they're ready for it they don't have to take it the day of the training they'll take it when they're ready the assessment is an 85 multiple choice question assessment they can pass it with uh, obtaining at least 70% uh, correct answers advisors can take the assessment three times total it is proctored online by a company called ProctorU. So advisors need to have a camera on the desktop unit or they can use a laptop. It's fair but challenging. Most advisors don't complain about the assessment unless they don't pass it. One advisor didn't pass, and he sent me a nasty email. He said he didn't think that the class prepared him for the assessment. Well... The class does prepare you for the assessment. We do go over a lot of information, though. There's no doubt it's like drinking water from a fire hose or something. Turned up high. There's a lot lot to talk about. We always say that the universal language to connect to baby boomers is Social Security. So... It is an action-packed day.
1: Listeners, just so you know, I was not the one that complained. I passed the exam. I felt it was fair. Now, I did realize it was a little more difficult. There were some tricky questions in there, but required you to read, do your part to really understand it, which really is what Social Security is all about. I mean, what I thought was unique about the assessment is it falls right into what you guys teach. Social Security is not just an easy program that we go out, we, we get our benefits, and everything's going to be fine. There's a lot of things we got to look into, and I've got to imagine uh, for you guys that it seems like it's never-ending when you're getting into all the, the details of it, when you're dealing with an ex-spouse, maybe you're dealing with a child, maybe even a parent, You know, a situation where somebody has a parent that may be able to qualify for benefits. That, uh, as you get into those details, can't imagine how valuable it is to have someone like Jim with you, Mark, to be able to answer all those questions.
0: Yeah, let's not build up Jim too much now. He's already flying high with uh, with football. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, I, I cannot do this without Jim. I don't have the knowledge Jim does. There's no doubt about it. You guys
1: make an amazing team. You do make a good combination. Yeah, you make a great team. It's fun to, to see how you guys work together, the interaction during the events, how they're done. Mark, we mentioned about you claiming your social security here. You're going to do it through a streaming event. Now, you are single. Uh, hopefully, I'm not sharing too much information that uh, you don't want to share it out there. Don't know if you're looking right now, so we won't get into your future dating life, but you are single. Would your ch- your claiming strategy be different if you were like me? Now, I'm not quite to that age, but I I'm married and I've got seven children. Could that look different for you? Oh,
0: seven kids. <laughs> well, first of all, let's get back to the fact I'm single. Correct. <laughs> if any ladies out there want to send me a balance sheet, we can we can talk about that.
1: It, that just goes in the Valentine's box. You just put the, the balance sheet in there.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll be 66 years of age in about uh, two weeks. You know something? The Super Bowl is on my birthday. Wow. Well, that'll be great. Jim, did you notice that? I did notice that. And especially being out of Ohio. Yeah, it's on my birthday this year. So, yes, our strategies will be completely different. Because as single, nobody's going to clock off me after my passing. So in my mind, people may think otherwise. In my mind, there's no reason for me to wait beyond full retirement age. And my full retirement age, I collect 100% of my benefits. Sure, I could wait to age 70 and get the delayed retirement credits. But life is not guaranteed. I wait to 870, I step out in front of the kinder boss and I'm gone the next day. Or not even that, I don't even make it to 870. And so, in my mind, waiting beyond floor retirement just doesn't make a lot of sense. That's me personally. Other single people may say, well, you know, their lifespan is 85 to 90. Uh, based on that, they should wait later. Well, that may be true. But still, life is not guaranteed. Married couples have many different types of options. You've got seven kids. You have kids that might be under the age of either 18 slash 19. Then collecting benefits maybe even as early as age 62 might make some sense. Or, you know, if, if your wife worked, maybe she can claim benefits early that would allow benefits payable to children and then when you collect your benefits, Dave, kids have not aged out yet, meaning that they're beyond the age they can collect a social security benefit off of parents, they may be eligible for greater benefits. So every type of family units have all different types of situations. If a part, a wider part in age, it makes sense for the, a breadwinner, many times just the husband, to wait as late as he, as he can, maybe up to 870. If it's closer in age, Maybe we have the wife collecting at 62, and that might allow the husband to wait until full retirement age, or 70. And if he was born by that magic birth date of 1-1-54, he could file a restricted app, claim a benefit off his spouse, while his own benefits grow earning those delayed retirement credits. So everybody has options and different strategies, Dave. That's why right. Jim and I really do concentrate on situational social security.
1: I like to keep things complex, I guess. That's why I have so many kids, because life's never a dull moment. But one of those is an eight-year-old disabled daughter, a girl that we're adopting and going through that process. Jim, as you look at that, that obviously brings in some interesting situations as well. And I know that your focus of your class isn't the disability side of that. But maybe you can talk a little bit about what Premier Social Security Consulting does and someone that's going into this trying to figure out what they should do, how you could help them get to the right answer well we definitely look at
2: their filing strategies which could be as simple as both filing at age 62 both waiting till 70 or a definite combination in there where one waits till 70 and the other one can file earlier but we're going to look at other scenarios like in your case with your your daughter that you're adopting Uh, she's going to be eligible for benefits First off, because she's under the age of 18. So when you reach age 62, you have to give some thought. Do I go ahead and apply? Or as Mark said, maybe your wife goes ahead and applies. If she had a work history, you not only draw, but your daughter would draw in that situation. The fact that she is disabled, she'll actually be able to draw off of your record for the rest of her life. The only thing that would stop that would be if she would get married. So there are those types of benefits that you would want to think about but you would also want to consider and the one thing that people don't really look at too much that they should is the survivor benefit how important are social security benefits in your estate planning when both of you are together and receiving benefits you may have enough money coming in to take care of all your obligations someone passes away your bills don't automatically get cut in half Is there enough money coming in to cover that? If someone takes benefits at 62, that cuts that survivor benefit. If you wait till 70, it increases the survivor benefit. How important is that? And what's the difference in you and your spouse's age? There's all sorts of things to consider. We call that situational, social security. Everybody has a different situation. Yours is different than, than mine or Mark's, but everybody should look at those and at least consider what options you have before you apply.
1: I like the term situational. I like how you, you've coined that, how you use it when we talk about social security. And if you've uh, exposed anything during this uh podcast. It's how complex the program really is. And for those of you that are listening, as they talk about this, there's really two opportunities for you. One, to go and get educated by them so that you can become better at uh, understanding the program so you can help other people and be part of the solution. Uh, One of the other options is to be able to get some consulting, be able to get some help on your own side. We need to start wrapping things up here, guys. I'm going to ask each of you the same question. Hopefully there's a different answer from each of you, but it's as you look at the mistakes, Mistakes that people make, what would be your number one choice uh, when you say, hey, this is the main mistake I see people make when it comes to their Social Security? Mark, I'm going to start with you. Jim, sorry if yours is the same answer. You're going to have to come up with another one, but go ahead, Mark.
0: I think we're going to both come up with the same answer on this. One of the biggest mistakes folks make is thinking that they're going to get the right advice and guidance by calling Social Security or by visiting the local office when the local offices open up again. The nice smiling faces that the local office, they are basically just order takers. They'll take your application, but don't expect any guidance. They've been directed by their boss, the commissioner of Baltimore, not to review options with people. Social Security is about 15,000 less uh, representatives working for them. People like Jim Blair, 35-year veterans, have walked out the door with a lot of experience. So if you go down there and you say, hey, I've heard about this restricted application. Can I use it? The agent will look at you like a deer looked into headlights. So do not expect the nice people at the local office or on the other side of the phone, if you call the toll-free number, to be able to guide you and help you in deciding when to claim your benefits. It just won't happen. Thank
2: you. Jim? Yeah, and and that is definitely a big one. Uh, Another one is people don't plan for their retirement. You know, we plan for everything. You plan for vacations. You plan for weddings. Uh, Sometimes we plan for divorces. Uh, But, uh, you know, people are getting ready to retire. They're going to receive Social Security the rest of their life. And not only is it a lifetime benefit for them, but in some cases, it's a lifetime benefit for their spouse, for spousal benefits or survivor benefits. If you step into someone's shoes when they pass, how they took benefits will affect that. So you need to make a plan and people don't do that. They just think uh, it's time for me to apply and my case is pretty simple i'm just going to file for my benefits well that's not always true why not take an hour or two and look at all the options make your plan for a benefit that you're going to receive for 20 30 maybe even 40 years or longer so it's real important to make that plan.
1: Great advice. We talk about it in some of our webinars. It seems that people are happy to spend more time planning their next vacation than they're going to spend planning their Social Security. And we've got to change that method. We've got to change that process. Guys, thank you so much for being with me today. I know that uh, they can't get access to you through... Premier NSSA.com. Is there another web address or phone number you'd like to share for people to get
0: in contact with you? They can uh, email me, of course. That's M Kiner, K I N E R, at mypremierplan.com. And my office number is 513 247 0526. So our website is premiernssa.com. That's Nancy Sam Sam Apple. So they can go to the website, call me, email me. Those are three main ways.
1: If you want to get a hold of uh, both of these uh, gentlemen, please feel free to take advantage of those various options. We are here to make sure you get the best education you can to get you safely through retirement, whether it be through the podcast, one of our webinars, the live events. Uh, Please join us next week as we'll talk about another risk facing your retirement and what you can do to reduce or eliminate those risks as you go through the longest self-imposed period of unemployment many of you are going to have in your lifetime.
2: Thanks for listening to the Retirement Risk Show. Join us next week for more details on how you can better reduce the risks facing your
1: retirement.